This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, a.k.a. the NFL Chick, co-host of the Ravens Post Game on 105.7 The Fan. Now, I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan, as well as the beat, Ravens beat reporter for that same station. And you have to excuse me, Cordell and everybody, because my voice is a little hoarse. I, I did make the trip to the Meadowlands to uh, come to the game to see the Ravens and the Jets in person. So you got I got a little raspy, smelly cat voice. He was a fan today. <laughs> yes, I was being a fan today. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's just what they got. What you got to do? You know what I mean? You got to, got to see what's going on. I had to see. No, this is what happened, Cordell. I had to see what was going on in person. Right. I needed to see. I needed to be there and see what was happening because you know, you and I went to training camp. Didn't see a lot of the guys in the preseason, so I had to see for myself what this defense was going to look like. And I don't want to overreact, but I, mm-hmm. I think we should talk about you know what we saw from an offensive perspective and a defensive perspective. Let's start. Let's start with defense first. Let's 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 just go ahead and start with defense first. Um, I thought that the defense played really really well particularly uh, the front four. And um, Calais Campbell did really well. Justin Houston came in and made some plays. And Justin Meta BK, did you yeah. see that one coming? I was hoping it would. I can't say I saw it coming, but I was hoping <laughs> it was coming. I was hoping it was coming. Made some good plays, obviously. Uh, the secondary played well. I really liked what I saw from Mike McDonald's defense. So tell me what you saw, Cordell. Yeah, I mean, well, we we knew what the Jets' uh, offensive weakness was going to be this week. It was going to be on the offensive line. Uh, Dwayne Brown not being able to practice at all this week, it made it so that the Jets didn't have a starting left tackle going into this game. So neither one of these teams had a real legit left tackle today, and we'll get to the Ravens situation in a second. But uh, at least with the Jets, like I said, this set up for a perfect situation for this Ravens pass rush. It was the biggest question coming into uh, this season, and I'm not going to. I'm not ready to say those questions were answered today because, again, this was a Jets offensive line that 
wasn't really, you know, a starter caliber offensive line. Uh, this isn't an elite offensive line by any means. And you have Joe Flacco back there who really can't move. So this was kind of like, okay, it's if, if you're not going to be able to get pressure today, then it, it's literally never going to happen. And thankfully it did happen. And I've been saying really all off season, I can't say I've been right about everything, but one of the things I've been right about was this defensive line. I, I, I yes. said this defensive line was going to be legit. I said that you were going to be able to get pressure from some of your middle guys. Michael Pierce was a beast today. He was a beast today. He was all over Flacco. Some of it may not even show up in the stat sheets, yep. but he was there. You mentioned Justin Matabike. He was phenomenal all game in the run game. And you could tell he was feeling it late in the game where he's pushing two guys yep. into Joe Flacco and getting the sack, which would eventually be called back because Brandon Stevens was called for illegal touching down the field. Uh, but it was, I mean, Justin Matabike was insane. And then you had the beautiful play on the screen play uh, to Michael Carter where Broderick Washington, again, another play that's not going to show up in the stat sheet. Broderick Washington is literally driving his blocker into Michael Carter's way, forcing him to cut back inside and slow down where Justin Matabike comes from behind and just completely, completely knocks his lights out and, and, and gets <laughs> to play for no game. Like this defensive line was in sync. You touched on Calais Campbell. He was a beast today. This again, Un unstoppable, unstoppable. I mean, it, it, and when he, when they be now or never, it was definitely look, now or never. And they did it. And, and, and I want to add what you mentioned in Calais, it, when he wasn't in, you could see the difference. The running game for the Jets became more effective when he was not in, and it was less effective when he came in. He was unstoppable today. Yeah. No, Calais was in. The Calais was great. Justin Houston was great. I thought, uh, I kept saying all week that Adafi Owe had to get two sacks. Well, I guess Justin Houston took it upon himself to be that guy to go out there and do it. He was phenomenal. I just, I just thought that this was exactly what you wanted to see from the Ravens defense week one against an inferior opponent um, to go out there and flat out dominate. And I think that's exactly what they did. I agree. Um, on the linebacker side, I thought Patrick Queen had a really good oh, yeah. game as well. Um, you know, he looks good for, for year three so far. And again, like you said, this is, you know, uh, an inferior opponent. So you don't want to overdo it, right? You don't want to go too far in terms of like how you see these individual players play. But I think you do have to give credit where credit is due. Queen looked fast. Queen was ready to make plays. He made some crucial plays, was at the line of scrimmage, will run plays, was in pass situations, and he did really well. And I think we have to we have to acknowledge that. Oh, yeah. And I've been saying all along, Queen is at his best when you're able to when when he's able to play downhill, when he's able to blitz and play in the other team's backfield. And that's what you saw today. You saw him fast on the blitzes. He's he's forcing running backs to go another way. He's putting pressure on the quarterback. I mean, he had the one play where he's rushing off the edge and he completely blows up Michael Carter, who's there and yep. pass pro, <laughs> blows him up and gets the flacco. It, it was it was just a great play of effort and will. And you know, I can't say enough about the way that uh Queen played the again the defensive line into the secondary. Marcus Williams, I mean, you you couldn't really ask for much more 
of a debut from a, your top free agent. Uh, 12 tackles. He also had the interception. Um, this dude was all around. He, he was all over the place. He was all Everywhere. over the place. And, and I think I think he definitely um, gave this defense, gave this back end of this defense something that they were missing. And that's without Marcus Peters out there. I thought yep. Brandon Stevens played really well today. His size definitely gave the Jets a problem. He's a lengthy guy out there. He's a safety uh, coming out of college. He played a little corner as well, but his size is not a typical corner size. Um, so I, I'm not saying he's 6'6 or anything. I think he's only like 6'2", but he, he plays bigger than he is, and he already has nice length. So I thought he played pretty well today on the perimeter. Um, obviously, losing Kendall uh, Kyle Fuller today isn't necessarily great. I have, I'm have i not going to sit here and pretend like I was high on Kyle Fuller the entire you and I, season. We because were both I was. critical on him. We were yeah. both critical on Kyle Fuller. I was actually a little surprised that Kyle Fuller made the team. But, uh, you know, I know they, had a, they wanted to have some depth. But, you know, obviously you don't want to see that type of injury happen right. to one of your guys. Right. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, it looked like today he played pretty well, gave up a few underneath catches, but nothing, you know, groundbreaking, nothing to really hurt the team, uh, anything specifically. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's a that's a key loss right there because um, if nothing else, it hurts your depth. And, yeah, you got Pepe Williams and Jalen Armour Davis, but Jalen Armour Davis is a guy himself who has struggled with injury. So, you know, thankfully he was able to get through the game today but yeah man I, I i don't think you can ask so much more from this ravens secondary obviously it is the jets again um i'm not going to dress it up like they went out there and shut down one of the top offenses in the league they didn't <laughs> um, right. michael carter gave them problems they yeah. struggled to stop the run uh yep. quite often today if we want to get a little bit on the flip side i mean michael carter averaging six yards a pop that's not ideal um, but I, I thought overall they played they played pretty good. Uh, they made tackles when they had to. A couple of the o- open field tackles, you had some issues with tackling here and there, simply I think because it was week one. But everybody I feel like contributed. Chuck Clark gets the punch out uh, on the fumble, and Marlon yes. Humphrey comes and recovers it. I just felt like everybody that really played big-time snaps on the defensive side of the ball contributed to today's win. I agree. And, you know, you have to handedly beat people and beat teams that you're supposed to beat. And on defense, they definitely did that. Three sacks, one interception, 12 yards for a loss uh, for this defense. And, uh, again, outside of Carter, like you already mentioned, you know, they were pretty stout in the run game uh, for the most part. And um, they did what they had to do to the point, Cordell, that Jets fans started chanting for Mike Mike White, yeah. uh, the backup quarterback, which everybody yeah. knows that the backup quarterback is the favorite in most towns. <laughs> so and, and, and they got the backup out there right now. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> so they, they they booing the, the the now backup turned starter for the new backup. Look, Joe, and it says three tacks, but honestly, it felt like way more. Joe was under duress pretty yeah. much the entire game. That defensive line was phenomenal. And I think that we have to give more credit to that. Kyle Hamilton, that baby can't tackle, Cordell. It's a a struggle for him to tackle right (laughs) now. Um, Still, a lot of the arm tackles, a lot of just diving out there, just 
hoping to uh, touch somebody's leg or something. I don't know what his plan is. I don't know what's going on with Kyle Hamilton. I, I don't. Um, wasn't do you think it's a Do you think it's a mental thing? Do you think it's you know just him getting jitters of being a rookie? Like, do you think it's something that he could potentially work through? Because this has been something that we've noticed since the preseason that he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm. That's look. I, I it's, it's tough because I don't want to ignore what I'm seeing, but at the same time, I don't want to overreact. Um, and I think you get to a point where when you've seen something often enough, it becomes who they are. Now, on the flip side, we could take it the other way. I know we're not talking about the offense just yet, but and just using Kyle Hamilton as, a, as an example, you can look at a guy like Isaiah Likely, who has been phenomenal and was a complete no-show. Oh, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about right, that right. on the next so segment. <laughs> I, just, I just bring that up to say that it's while Kyle Hamilton has looked like this a lot, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is who he's going to be just yet. Um, you know, because he could look great all the way up to this point, and then you get here, and then it's like, you know, what's going on? So I, I think it's just a lot of inconsistencies with Kyle Hamilton. I think some of his bad habits – are tough to shake right now. Um, he's got to get a level of consistency. They let him play a lot today. They definitely they let did. him out there. Um, he was on the field a lot. So that's a good thing. He's doing something, unless they're just like, look, you're a first round pick. We're gonna get we're gonna get something out of you, whether we gotta leave you out there until you literally do something or whatever, but we gotta get something from you. Um I, I'm hoping that yeah. it gets better, but I Right now, I'm I'm not I'm not looking. It's not looking too great for Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, I, I, hopefully, you know the reps will help him a little bit more, and hopefully Harbaugh can talk to him and make him do some uh, tackling drills because he needs a little bit more help in that regard. Uh, defense, like you said, in terms of the secondary, did not have Marcus Peters today, and although the loss of Fuller hurts, hopefully bringing back Marcus Peters helps greatly. Um, to solidify that secondary, to make sure that they stay on beat with each other. Um, so, yeah, great defensive effort from the Ravens. Did what they were supposed to do. I love how, uh, you know, I would love to hear from the, the young um, lineman that said that Calais Campbell was just the guy. Because he reminded no. everybody he, that he ain't nobody's guy. Okay? No, no Calais Bye. Campbell is far from just a guy. Uh, this a is just a guy that's been a perennial pro bowler for a large part of his career. This is a just a guy who has been an, an all-pro in this league. Uh, he's looked at as one of the, the veteran guys, not only on the Ravens, but in the NFL guys, you know, care about what Calais has to say. So that was foolish um, to say. And just another note for this Ravens defense, they were incredible today on third downs. At one point, the Jets were 0 for 8. Uh, on third downs in this game, they finished this game two for fourteen uh, on third downs, three for four on third on fourth down, which isn't great uh, for the Ravens. But, but to be fair, it, that was in garbage time. Like, right, like, let's right. be honest here. Yeah, that was right. in garbage That's what I was time. about to say. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely in garbage time uh, where they're just trying not to get up, give up anything over their heads. But yeah, once the when the game was you know was still within reach, when these guys were really still playing their regular defense. Uh, 
they 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 did an incredible job, I thought, on on third down and being able to get pressure when they needed to. Completely agree. 